now we're going to talk about some progress being made in the world of soccer for women. For the first time in history, every player at the Women's World Cup is going to be paid at least $30,000 US. Now that's just to start the winning team, the 23 players on that one, are each going to get $270,000 US. So this is a big move forward and one that's been fought for quite some time to see some movement on. We're going to get the details right now with our next guest, who's a former national soccer columnist for Post Media and a Western correspondent for NHL.com. Derek Van Deest is joining us. Derek, thanks so much for making the time. Good to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I I appreciate you being on to clarify this because I I will fully admit that soccer isn't necessarily one of the sports that I watch closely, but I do know that these conversations have been coming into the mainstream uh, for quite some time now. This has been an ongoing fight for women in soccer. So let's just kind of go back to the beginning. Derek, how did we get here? Well, I think we got here with uh, when it comes to, I guess, the equality. Women want to be paid, uh, I guess, to the same percentage that men do sure. uh, when it comes to doing what they do. They work just as hard. They don't dedicate just as much time to, to the game. And, and they've grown up uh, kind of just like the men do, uh, trying to, to make this a profession. Now, I think the problem stands where it stands is that the women's game is yet to generate the revenue that the men's game has. And I think that's one of the issues I think that, that's taken part is the fact that the men's game generates so much money. Uh, and if we're just talking specifically the World Cup, it just generates it's such a huge money maker for FIFA uh, and that they can afford to pay out uh, some of those, those prize monies for the men. But I think the women are right in saying, hey, FIFA is not just a men's thing. It's not just, it's an, it's an entire body. And so that they should be paid kind of sim- in a similar vein to the men for competing in, in, in the Women's World Cup. And I think uh, people is coming around and realizing, you know what, it's important to grow this game. The men's game has a 100-year head start on the women's game, and I think that's something that uh, people have to uh, understand as well. They have a 100-year head start. So the women's game is trying to, to, to get there. It's, trying to, it's becoming more popular. There's more teams in this World Cup than there's ever been before. So I think it's growing, and I think it, it is FIFA's responsibility to grow the game, to grow the women's game. And the only way you're going to do it is by allowing these players to devote professionally to this game, to play this game and not have to worry about uh, finances and trying to get other jobs and things like that. They should be paid a professional basis. And I think that's, that's the route FIFA is going uh, with this latest uh, news that they are going to pay the players what they're going to pay them for the, for the upcoming Women's World Cup. Well, and certainly to be given a chance to get to grow the game. So the average salary for female players is about $14,000 a year. So there's arguably not that many athletes that can actually take part in, in a system like that. And money is one component of this, Derek. But from what I understand, understand it's also the conditions as well as the practice conditions and it's things like travel and accommodations are we seeing a little bit more equity when it comes to that at least when it comes to this tournament for the world cup yeah i think we're starting to and i think uh, you're right there i think that's part of that is that they want to be treated as well as, as the men are treated um for their world cup tournament and to me it all goes back to, to growing the game like you look at you ask players that played in those World Cups in the 50s and 60s, what their conditions are like compared to there now, they're obviously a lot improved now. And I think that's what what's, what needs to happen is you need to improve those conditions. You need to improve the, the money that players get paid, female players get paid, to be able to do this on a full-time basis. That's the only way you're going to grow the game. 
Um, and yeah, right now the, the revenues aren't the same for men and women. Uh, just an example, I, I believe the men's the revenue for the men's World Cup generated seven point five billion dollars. Oh my god! And and yeah, it's, it's a massive, massive tournament. And the women's uh, the two thousand nineteen women's World Cup, I think, generated one hundred and fifty million dollars. So there, there's a huge disparity there. But the argument that is made, and, and I really support this argument, is that that all goes into a pool of money, and it should be divided evenly. It should sure. be divided to grow the game. And I think that's the argument that the, the female players have had for a long time, and I'm on their side. If it's a pool of money, regardless of where it comes, it should be divided equally if you're under FIFA's umbrella. Now, when you when you look at other other things, professional sports teams, that's another debate altogether. But under the FIFA umbrella, I, I believe players should be treated equally. So, Derek, is that how these female players are being paid? Is that what's happening? Is that there is now this pool of money where there's going to be some some money that's taken from the earnings of the men's tournament when we're talking about money in the billions that's then dispersed to the female players? Is that what we're seeing now? Yeah, that's exactly what we're seeing. And Jim uh, uh, Funny and Franco, the president of FIFA, said he was going to make this investment four years ago. He said, listen, we have this money. We have this money sitting there. Let's invest it. Let's use it. And now it's not just for the women's game. Like This money, this pool of money that FIFA has, and, and granted they generate a, a big portion of that money from the, world, the Men's World Cup, it, it, it's used to fund schools. It's used to fund uh, uh, under underage tournaments, uh, under 16, under 19, under 20 tournaments throughout the world. So it is used to prop up the game at all levels. Mm-hmm. So it's not just we're not just propping up the women's game. It's used to prop up the game at all levels. And I think it's important. And, and I think people recognize they recognized four years ago the popularity of the women's game that it's growing. It's growing. Uh, incredibly fast, and, and the, the talent level of the players is growing incredibly fast. They decided to expand the tournament from 24 teams to 32 teams just because of the popularity of the game. And I think they realize, okay, that we can we can do this. We can afford to do this. Um, and if, instead of just sitting on our hands and keeping that money in the bank, let's invest it in the women's game and let's grow because we do have to, some catching up to the men's game has a hundred year head start. And I think they're trying to to grow the women's game. And I think what they're doing right now is that's a good sign that the players, they can afford to play in this tournament and they don't have to worry about expenses and things like that because that's the way it should be if you're a professional player playing in a, in, a, in a massive tournament like this. So now this results in every player at the Women's World Cup getting paid at least $30,000 U.S. And then you know the further you go, the more you're going to get paid with the members of the winning team getting paid $270,000. That's a good chunk of cash. But is $30,000 um, just an arbitrary number? Are players happy with that? Well, that's a, that's a good question. You've got to wonder where they came up with the, the $30,000. I think there's 730 players. Um, but this tournament's only a month-long tournament. So some mm-hmm. teams will only be in this tournament for two weeks. So if you're in a mm-hmm. tournament for two weeks, $30,000 for two weeks pay is it, pretty good. But, yeah. but, and then the argument can be made, it's not just two weeks pay because they've dedicated their lives to playing in this tournament. They've taken a lot of time away, and they're with their teams uh, through qualifying and other tournaments like that to play in this tournament. So, but it's 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 a month-long tournament, uh, and the further you go, you get more money. But I think they're doing the right thing and saying, okay, well, let's give this money to the players, not necessarily to the federations. Let's give it to the players, uh, and I think that's the way they're doing it as opposed to giving money to the different federations because then you never know where that money is going to go. So are there talks then about the next steps to continue to grow the women's game? Is this is this sort of the beginning that we're going to see? 
I think so, and I think they want to look and see how this tournament does. Now, the, the tournament four years ago in France, uh, I got to attend that tournament. It was incredibly successful in terms of attendance, in terms of popularity. Um, one of the games I went to, I went to the France-USA game, uh, the Stade de France, and it was one of the most electric games that I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of soccer games at the very highest level. So I think as FIFA saw that, and they said, you know what, there's a market here. We can develop this game and there is a market for for high-end women's soccer so i think they're doing that and i think that's one of the reasons they expanded the tournament now they want to see how it does at 32 teams the last thing they want to see is big blowouts at the tournament so they don't want to go go too fast too quickly and leave some behind so uh i think they're going to really evaluate this tournament and see how it goes and then move on from there derek one more question then because i know you don't just cover soccer do you feel that this is going to help to set a precedent for other sports and women in other in other leagues I, I hope it does and I, and I think it, it you know to an extent the NBA does try and and, and help the, the WNBA and then I think they, they do subsidize that league and, and I wish you know maybe the NHL could try and do something that in, in terms of women's hockey but I think when you're talking about FIFA you're talking about such a monster like I don't think any other league in the world maybe outside the NFL generates that kind of money uh, particularly for just one tournament like this is just one tournament every four years and that doesn't include the other tournaments that they kind of generate throughout the years so it's it's, it's such a big pool of money that uh, i'm not sure how much other resources other leagues or other sports have uh, to do something like this but i think it's it's good that they can see that this this is done and it can be successful and then maybe they can find other ways or avenues to try and grow the game, hockey or basketball or whatever other sport it would be. It feels like a step in the right direction. And you're right, $30,000 for a couple weeks is not not awful. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your perspective on this and, uh, and giving us your time this afternoon, Derek. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Of course, anytime. As Derek Van Deest, former national soccer columnist for Post Media and the Western correspondent for NHL.com. So now every player at the Women's World Cup is going to be paid at least $30,000 U.S.